0: A warning, this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered a substitute for legal advice. And if you have a question or wish to act upon the information in this podcast, we recommend you consult an attorney in your particular state. Welcome back to Punk Law 101. I'm Walter. We'll be joined shortly by Mr. Rinaldi in a minute, my co-host, and uh, just on today's episode, we're going to be talking about a couple of Supreme Court cases, uh, primarily the DACA case and then another case dealing with uh, asylum seekers in America. And then after that, we're going to talk about the two proposed police reform bills, one by the Republicans in the Senate and one by the Democrats in uh, the House of Representatives. So... Uh, Sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy the show. Thank you. Uh, welcome, uh, welcome back onto the show, my co-host John Rinaldi, everybody. And then, yeah, there we go. I don't know. Yeah, so, whatever.
1: We're, we're we're not one for made for big intros. You know who we are right now.
0: Yeah. Um. Just so that way we had it's like some kind of like rolling intro thing. I don't know. Anyway, so, yeah, uh, let's yeah let's talk about the Tulsa rally first, and we'll get into... Yeah, that's, that's a good subject. ...cases, and also the Republicans' proposed bill and the Democrats' proposed bill. But, yeah, uh, the Tulsa rally, he's like, oh, I'm getting millions and millions of people showing up, want to show up, and then, like, they couldn't even fill a third of the stadium.
1: I, I have... There are several things about this that I love. One was, like... <laughs> when you had millions upon millions of people saying they wanted to go to your rally in Oklahoma, you didn't <laughs> stop and think like, are there even that many people in the area who like, like th- th- those numbers didn't look weird to you? Cause I would have been suspicious of like those numbers like that. can't be right. Something
0: well, what was it here. the Wiggles like filled out that stadium better.
1: Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to bet the Wiggles have higher approval ratings than Donald Trump right now. Like, across all groups, <laughs> I'm willing to bet. You know what? Someone, someone should pull them head to head.
0: I, <laughs> I will put money
1: on the Wiggles coming out. I'm, I'm going to say 8 to 10. Wiggles
0: points. 2020,
1: man. Eight, 8 to 10 points ahead. I'm, I'm very certain of that. But, yeah, like, y- you should have known better. You should have known that there was something wrong with those numbers.
0: And did you, find, did you hear, like, the, one of the major reasons why they were, like, overestimating the people?
1: Well, yeah, of course. That, uh... It was like
0: the TikTok stars and uh, yes. K-pop fans were, like, were that's spamming the, that's them.
1: The, that's the other thing I love. It's like...
0: You got <laughs> outsmarted by a bunch of kids on TikTok.
1: I mean, frankly, I, I think the Zoomers are smarter than they get credit for anyway. I, th- I I I don't know. I I wasn't surprised. Outside of
0: that one thing where they were eating Tide Pods, like I,
1: th- I don't think anyone was really. I know. eating Tide Pods.
0: Like, that's a, That's one of my favorite jokes it, though that man. I used to do. Is like, yeah, like we had the the ice bucket challenge. You guys had Tide Pods. Like, well, we're all for causes and stuff like that. Ours was for ALS. <laughs> yours was for population control. I-
1: I, I mean, it's it was funny
0: though. Like, oh, I loved it. Like,
1: I, I mean, I don't I'm not one to deconstruct the joke, but like they do kind of look like fruit snacks, I, do. And I I I get the joke. I I don't think it was the joke that was bad. It was a, I think people didn't let it die. Yeah, like it it stuck around too long, but like that tends to happen when old people catch on to things. Like it was funny. No, well, let it die: It's why it's Facebook's fine. been
0: like ruined. Oh jeez,
1: yes, Facebook is basically boomer book at this point.:
0: <laughs>
1: You' give a fuck about Facebook anymore. Uh,
0: but yeah, no they actually I, like when I first went on TikTok for like the first time in like a year, like like and I, I checked it out, I was like, oh wow, like these kids like, you know, like I don't know, they kind of know what they want to do. they kind of had an idea, I don't know, and then all of a sudden it kind of started getting a little ruined by all the old people worn around yep. running into that. <sighs> I'm, I'm
1: like, making a pledge right now that when I'm old, I'm just gonna like not do new things. I'm like I'm just not gonna ruin things for people. Like it doesn't matter how cool of an old person I end up being. Just my being there will ruin it. <laughs> I that is my gift to future generations. I will accept my place.
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, that, that that Trump rally was kind of funny. But
1: yeah, it's uh, pretty bad. We have a. Fucking stadium holds like 19,000. Yeah, like
0: they six. were trying to blame Black Lives Matter on it,
1: which doesn't really track.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. It doesn't <laughs> like it, has, it had nothing to do with it. There were Black Lives Matter people there, but they weren't anywhere near the entrances or whatever. And there wasn't like it, it, it wasn't enough of a thing. Like, and also, there was no rioting, there were no threats. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, I'm kind of at the point where I think like Trump's just gonna keep digging himself a hole. And like, if that's what he wants to do, like, you, you do you, buddy.
0: Well, the funny thing was, was that they were like, well, the big thing that we got out of it were all the phone numbers, right? Except like that's, most of them are like,
1: probably fake.
0: Yeah, most of them are probably not, don't give a fuck about you, Trump. They that don't like you.
1: is almost certainly useless.
0: So now you got to figure out which of that, those numbers are actually useful. I don't even probably know if you numbers. can do that. I guess you figure out which ones actually showed up.
1: That's probably easier said than done. <laughs> Sifting through that data set is probably going to be horrible. And, like, I feel bad for whatever idiot intern that has to do that.
0: So let's get on to these Supreme Court cases, right? Um, I got the, the DACA case up first, I think. It seems like the. Uh, when third, so DACA was. Department of Homeland Security versus Regents of University Cal. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up first, because it kind of relates back to what we did on the last Supreme Court episode, where we were talking a bit about the LGBTQ uh, unemployment ca- uh, employment case. Yeah. And a little well, bit don't of a Don't mind I'm about...
1: closing my windows, it is starting to storm. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, what we had talked about the last time was that, how that case uh, might affect uh, the recent uh, Trump administration changes to... Uh, uh, LGBT um, under the new health. Uh,
1: yeah, like those those regulation changes he made are probably going to get thrown out in the relatively near future.
0: Yeah, well, especially because of this DACA case, which basically said, yeah, they suck at administrative law. Like that's <laughs> basically the the crux of this DACA case was that uh, was they basically said that it was uh, arbitrary and capricious. The the decision to say,
1: admin law is what i do for a living i'm very well aware of the arbitrary and capricious standard
0: <laughs> yeah apparently uh trump trump's administration sucks at it and that was, was basic.
1: that is not surprising in the least
0: <laughs> um and it's pretty because arbitrary and capricious standards actually not like it's not a hard standard to overcome and in i fact... know
1: like it's you you really have to fuck up
0: <laughs> and somehow they pulled it off in fact roberts basically gives them an outline on how to do it if they were to like like i think we we might have talked about this on one of the other um cases but like basically tr- he gives them an outline on how to to how they could have gotten this done correctly but the problem is now you you don't have enough time like you you don't yep, have the process you can't do it like you can, but the problem is, is you're coming up on election, like on a re-election campaign, and that's going to be very unpopular. Just yeah, go ahead I, I and try really to do that again.
1: I truly do not understand why he's trying so hard to do this when, like, there is Republican support for Dreamers. It's I, I, I really don't get it. Like I, I get it's probably like his his base is Who he's really doing this for? But
0: well, if there was support for dreamers, they could go ahead and try and pass a law and make them look even. But again, that's gonna make them look worse, even.
1: Yeah, it's I I don't know. Like fuck it, whatever he wants to do, stupid shit, let him do stupid shit.
0: But yeah, basically, Roberts was like, "No, you you can't do this. This you know you suck at admin law, and and now the dreamers get to stay." And I thought that was a I thought it was an interesting case because again, it kind of goes back to like I think some of the those rules are probably gonna be thrown out with the uh the uh the health regulations that they had changed with uh with the Affordable Care Act yeah, it was funny because everybody treated this like it was a big slap in the face to trump
1: I mean it kind of was but
0: this one was more of a slap in the face than I think the other one was like the LGBT... um uh, employment discrimination case. Yeah, like I felt like this was a bigger slap in the face to Trump. I
1: I agree, but it's also like not as. I mean, I shouldn't say it's not as big a deal. it, it is. It's just like, it's not currently in the in, in like the national thought in my head. Like I feel mm-hmm. like people are talking a lot more about LGBT rights right now than like Dreamers. Like,
0: well, also because it's Pride Month, and that affected. Yeah, it a like bit. yeah, like I'll, I'm
1: not saying either one is more important than the other. Just like one of them is a bit more. Uh, conspicuous at the moment and i'm sure you know that that ebbs and flows and whatnot
0: yeah and i also think because there's i think general support for uh gay people nowadays like is like in the the current like i think amongst people is is generally up like i think a lot more people support gay people and they necessarily even do uh like again immigration and immigrants
1: yeah i mean immigration is still like a wedge issue but Gay rights is kind of said and done at this point. Like, well, y- you really don't see too many people making the argument that it's like uh, you, you just can't.
0: Like, the only in one that,
1: society, you just can't.
0: I think the only one I hear about anymore, the only one that I still see, is maybe a, a continuing legal battle is gay adoption. Is I
1: guess I mean that, I, that
0: might still continue being a uh, a fight, and that's one of the things that I don't think you're going to get a supreme court opinion about. That's one of those things that the states have to kind of come around on.
1: Probably.
0: But yeah, um I I do think that it was interesting that people I, I, and Trump took it like a personal slap. Like he he had he had posted something on uh yeah he's like he's,
1: he was saying like he's going to like get new supreme court justices like you can't do that. They kind of have to die.
0: Well, no, you can. You could pack the court and you could add more judges than just nine. That's like, there's no a, real that's technical limit.
1: such a bad idea. That the, will backfire.
0: Oh, it absolutely will because then, we'll, you know, Democrats will do it the yep. next and time around.
1: they'll be like, oh, if you can do it, I can do it too. Like, that will backfire. That's
0: – I mean, people were already suggesting that for when Democrats take over. Here's
1: my take on this. And again, this is based off of just pure speculation. I don't think Mitch McConnell would let him do that
0: to, to um, pack the court
1: that the senate just would refuse to yeah i don't think they'd let him do it
0: i you know i don't know about that i think mitch mcconnell's basically bent over for trump anytime he can so i don't know if i yeah um, but
1: i think mitch mcconnell is smart enough to know this will fuck them over in the future
0: everything the
1: moment, the moment that you open that door well okay if you can pack the courts so can i let's have 50 supreme court justices who gives a fuck
0: well, I, I actually yeah i get that not,
1: i do not think he wants that to happen and I, I i i'm willing to bet that like there was a talk about it and mcconnell was like
0: no this is it. also this is also probably why like when we talked about you know before with uh, roberts having a very uh who's very cautious about what that Supreme court's going to do going into the future. And even like some of the cases they take up some of the cases. like I don't, I don't think Roe v. Wade gets overturned with this court. Nope. I don't now, as long as ahead. Roberts is there and I, cause I think the risk is, is that that's, he does not want to delegitimize the standing of the Supreme court. He does not want all of a sudden there to be 15 judges on the Supreme court. I now granted, I've never really understood the overwearing, I, the over like arching burden of like, oh, well, why do we have nine versus 15? I don't know. Why like, not seven or three? We've had seven before, didn't we? I know.
1: But I'm just like saying, it's an arbitrary number.
0: Yeah, so I... I and and the number can change still.
1: Oh, yeah, like, you can do whatever the fuck you want.
0: So, I... Trump didn't make it sound like he was going to pack the court. He made it sound like he was getting a new list of judges because he thought given what Gorsuch did in the, the, uh, postdoc opinion. He's
1: getting the thing from the same place where he got Gorsuch's name from anyway. It's all the federalist society. It's like, what, you're going to go back to the place where you got him from.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Like,
1: okay, whatever. Like, and frankly, had you done your research on Gorsuch, you would have known that he was likely to go that way on an LGBT case anyway. Because prior to becoming a Supreme Court justice, he had ruled similarly on cases in the D.C. circuit. So I'm like, this is kind of a self-own. You should have known this. This is your fault.
0: Don't disagree. Do not disagree. Any final thoughts on this case? or
1: No, I mean, it's...
0: I think there's a little bit more to be talked about with the Homeland Security versus Bill yeah, case.
1: It's like, Dreamers, you know, you can't end DACA... Get fucked, Trump. That's essentially the. Substitute. He can't do it
0: right now. If he gets reelected, he might be able to do it. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's move on to to Gassigan. This is the one that's uh, everybody was talking about this week. That, uh, with the, uh, hang on a sec. Whether asylum seekers can file, basically, it's a very it was a very narrow case. But uh, this had to do with asylum seekers being able to file habeas corpus uh, petitions.
1: Yeah, people were not happy about this decision.
0: And because what happened is that the the under the 1996 Illegal Immigration Reform and Immigrant Responsibility Act, they created an expedited removal that allows uh, immigrant offic- immigration officials to make uh, immediate decisions to deport a person without a hearing if the person is ro- Apprehended within 100 miles of the border And if they cannot prove that they have lived In the country for more than two weeks So it's a weird Thing it's a weird law it's basically Like we're getting rid of any kind of real due process If we can find you If we can find you within 100 miles of the the Border which basically everybody If you are here illegally don't Stay within 100 miles of the U.S. border
1: You'd be surprised like How many places are within 100 miles of a U.S. border (laughs)
0: That's true too That's true. Wait,
1: does the law specify specify that you have to be 100 miles from the border that they suspect you came over? No. Like, if you move to Montana, you're fucked.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You got to move directly into the middle of the United States.
1: Where is the exact center of the United States? Like, you have to go
0: to Colorado.
1: Wait, I'm going to Google what what town is, like, central most in the United States.
0: But, yeah, so. This is my
1: little side thing. We can keep going.
0: Yeah, um, they did provide exceptions to this expedited removal, one of which involves asylum seekers. And if a non-citizen expresses a fear of prosecution, the officer must refer them to an asylum officer who conducts what is known as a credible fear interview. If the asylum officer finds a significant possibility that the applicant's asylum claim would succeed, the applicant is given a full immigration hearing. So basically what happens is when, you, when you're seeking asylum from a country, it's like, I'm afraid to go back there. I've seen people do this with, uh, and, and it's funny, these two cases are very related, right? DACA, and now you're talking about asylum seekers. And everybody was giving Ginsburg such a hard time about this case because she joined in with the majority.
1: Yep. Like I said, people were not happy about this one.
0: Yeah, um, and I, I saw a lot of things posted on Twitter that I thought were maybe a little unfair, because, again, this is a very limited case. Um, yeah,
1: but, I mean, regular people don't know that.
0: I know. Well, no, I saw their attorneys talk about this online, too. Well, um, okay,
1: in fairness, most attorneys are not immigration attorneys and honestly don't know enough about this to really have an opinion.
0: Or probably didn't just know that it's about asylum seekers and don't know necessarily what the actual like they didn't look at the holding necessarily. Yeah, like ugh. so Trees don't know everything. Basically, what happened here is uh, in this case, he uh, Thurgasium was tried to file a habeas corpus petition. He was uh, he was from uh, Sri Lanka. He part of an ethnic mi- uh, minority called the Tamil. He was apprehended within 25 feet of the U.S. border. He asked for asylum because he feared persecution in his home country because he had been like, outspoken against the, the, uh, uh, against the political party there. He's been beaten and kidnapped while he lived there. Uh, after a credible fear interview, the asylum officer found that there was no significant possibility that uh, he would qualify for asylum in a full hearing. An immigration judge upheld the decision after a cursory review uh by the way there's a whole big problem with our own immigration process that goes that just even looking at this and going beyond this that
1: there's a list of problems with the immigration
0: yeah so uh people who are upset about this are probably more upset about just the fact that the process is broken in general um and, and the fact that we have such an expedited review process uh he filed a habeas petition Alleging that the asylum officer had erred in not considering the relevant facts about identity and motives of his attackers, who he explained were government officials, and that the expedited asylum procedure violated its due process because he did not receive adequate safeguards such as a competent translator and an opportunity to present uh, country condition reports. So, the, one of the things that they were arguing was that they could that uh, they, he should have been allowed to file a habeas corpus uh, petition. They, uh, they compared it to some previous uh, cases and some previous acts that he, uh, 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 before we get into that, actually, the, the, they did, the district court denied his habeas claim because the, uh, in order to, to review expedited removal cases, uh, the issue has to be whether he was a citizen, whether the immigration officer had a valid removal order, or whether uh, he was wrongfully subjected to expedited removal because he had previously been granted lawful permanent residence, refugee status, or asylum. None of those things applied. He, uh, he appealed. The Ninth Circuit reversed it, holding that habeas review was available under Section uh, 1252AE that it did not satisfy the Constitutional Suspension Clause, which guarantees a right to habeas corpus. Uh, absent extraordinary circumstances, such as a national emergency, the Supreme Court voted seven two to reverse this, and uh, Alito wrote the opinion. So, that'll just kind of tell you where this went.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of all you need to know.
0: But okay, so the the there was so some of the arguments here was that. There had previously been habeas corpus uh, for people held for immigration. One of the things that Alito makes a distinction about is that this is not a, uh, your habeas corpus uh, petition here is not a, a, um, like in the past when people have been able to do it, that it was a, uh, is a statutory, uh, is statutorily in there that they could file a habeas corpus petition. And, uh, let's see the, there had previously been a review for about like 50 years from like 19, 1790 to like 1860. There was a previous like older form where they were doing this, but it was in the immigration act. Basically that he was not, he when you did uh, there was uh they also compared to one of the Guantanamo uh, Guantanamo bay cases where they were able to file for immigration uh, they were able to file for habeas corpus but the thing is is when they they were given the right to habeas corpus because they were being held he was being deported yeah. so they made a distinction between him being held in the country and being held and having judicial review versus listen we're not holding you we're sending you back to your country so There was a, it was a very narrow uh, case. It was just whether or not he was allowed to, whether he was allowed to seek uh, a habeas corpus petition challenging the unlawful confinement or vindicating federal rights to review legal or constitutional errors. Now, if Congress does not like this, they can go ahead and write a new law. That's not going to happen. Yeah, I know. But, you know, Ginsburg got a lot of flack for this one because she voted with the the majority. I thought this was kind of like, I mean, if you're going to allow for a process where there is no judicial review anyway, and that, the, okay, you're saying the habeas petition is supposed to be the review process. So why not just say that the this current process is not valid? But I don't know. Because, again, like... Asylum seekers are not considered citizens, and it's it's a there's a whole bunch of problems with our immigration process, basically. Yeah, there's too many. Like, basically, there, there you're not guaranteed a lawyer. You don't. A lot of them probably need a lawyer to be doing it. And actually, we've we've actually um, what's it called? We've kicked people out of the country who were U.S. citizens. That's why they have some of these processes. Like we were talking before at the habeas petition, one of the things you can file for is you're actually proving that you are a citizen.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Immigration is just that, like, that issue that's never going to get fixed. Like, I know that sounds super cynical, but we've been trying to fix this for how long now? And it just never seems to get anywhere.
0: And again, I, I don't think they got the law wrong.
1: I was going to say same thing, like unpopular opinion. I don't actually think they're wrong. It's like, I I think people have the hard time with the distinction of like when you're a judge, you're you're asked to uh, put aside your, you know, your, your political ideas and like interpret the law as it was, you know, intended. And I do actually think that's the right outcome. I don't like it and I would like it to change.
0: Well, I actually just don't get the process of why you're allowed to do the expedited review process. Like, if you're not arguing against that, I, I get the argument of why, like, the, the, when we're looking at the procedure that they use, the habeas petition, right? First off, it's really meant to be able to get you free from federal government constraints, not to allow you to stay in the country. So it's, I have a bigger problem with the process that they already are going through. But the thing that they were attacking and the thing that that was the, the issue of this case was not Whether or not it's constitutional To have this expedited process I think it might be unconstitutional I personally think it is unconstitutional For this expedited process Because how do you not have a like? They're, basically you're taking out the due process elements Like their due process elements here are You do an interview with an officer Yeah a judge kind of looks at the piece of paperwork But you really don't get Like you don't any get any guarantee Like I don't know I thought those are the issues I take with it
1: I mean, I guess, but like, what, what are we depriving people of in that context?
0: Well, in that case, I, I, I think he has a good case for that. I think his case is he has a fearful, he is seeking asylum and he's, he's using this fearful interview to say, listen, I can't go back to this country. I've seen this happen to people who were like, when there was questions about DACA that were, you know, whether or not they were going to be able to be applicable to DACA. They couldn't go back to, like, I knew people who were from Honduras who had this issue and like, okay, like what if we send this person back to Honduras? They have never been to Honduras in their life. They haven't been to Honduras since they were two years old. Well, like
1: the DACA thing, I think it's, it's a very, it's a different case. Like I think that's different.
0: They are, because but like, they're, <sighs> they're related only because first off, I think it's weird that we, we allow this rule of within a hundred miles of a border, yeah, that's due weird. process changes. That, that I don't like that, that is weird. I don't get with this. That's the thing I take issue with. I, think, I mean, to me, when you look at the is, narrow holding here, it's I get I get why it came out the way it is, but I think the overall. But what we were you saying? The question is what? The question to me
1: is: Are they owed any due process at all? Like, could they just say, "Fuck it, no due process," even more than hundred miles away from them?
0: Well, you need some level of due process because you need to be able to prove they're not citizens.
1: Yeah, I suppose. But like, okay, that's fine.
0: So you need some level of due process. I think if you're going to be a country like America that allows for people to seek asylum here, then you do need some kind of due process element because, hey, we're allowing people to seek asylum here. There are credible arguments to this, and people do get it wrong.
1: I mean, yeah, but like the, the asylum system that we have... Not really designed for like modern problems again like like it's that's the reason why we're like sending all these people back to Honduras is like the criteria that we use to determine whether or not someone's being persecuted in their country like it it often must be the case they're being persecuted by the government, yeah, not like random street thugs and while like functionally speaking it doesn't make much of a difference like whether it's street gangs or police murdering people it makes a difference for our process and like i think that that's one of the major problems it's like well if you're not being oppressed by your government we're gonna send you help but i'm not saying that's right i'm just saying that's that's essentially the, the problem
0: i agree yeah i again i i I do think you need some levels of due process here, and the fact that this, the, this expedited review has that process in it, I well, don't know.
1: I agree that, you, that we should have some level of due process. But, like,
0: do they have... Maybe to we happen? should change the asylum laws. Maybe that's the... Well, we what probably we should, but that's not going to happen. Because it's not sexy. No, because... No, I mean, that's, that's really the point, because nobody's coming... Who, who... What voting population is the asylum seekers? Zero. Point. they don't. They're they're not voters. So you're not you're not attracting more asylum seekers to vote for you who are related to the asylum seekers. Maybe there's some in this country who are related to asylum seekers, unless you were making it broad enough where the asylum like question becomes like, oh, we can have a massive amount of people come into this country based off the asylum clause, because they get, if you expanded it to include not just government officials but also like you said street thugs.
1: Uh, yeah, like yeah, like uh, asylum seekers generally don't vote, because well, they can't, I guess. I don't know. Um, well, you need people who are. To me, the real issue is immigration has been like Trump's issue. Yeah, it's not happening anytime soon. And I think if the Democrats win, if they if they win now, the, if they win the White House, well, the Senate still won't let it happen. And even if they win the, and if they win the Senate, I'm willing to bet they have higher priorities. That's true. Like, yeah, I, I would like to see it change. I'm just not optimistic. Uh, but then again, I'm also not an immigration attorney, so don't take my word for it.
0: Well, it might slip in. Like, we, we see laws change all the time that we don't – we're not paying attention to.
1: That's true. But I mean, like
0: – But you also need uh, lobbyists. Like, the, like, things change because there's a lobby – There's an effort There's some kind of push to reform something And with the asylum seekers That's a, again, like this is a very narrow area And uh, You're just not getting a a lot of push To go ahead and change this Like like I was saying before, like asylum seekers Aren't voters, they're also not really strong lobby Either Unless, you know, unless you're like Prince of Iran Or something And the 1970s, and that guy got to seek asylum here
1: Yeah, but like that's Different
0: I don't know. I don't know how much different it is compared to the guy who is like getting sent back to Honduras. And it's like, I, I, I owe debts back there or some guy, you know, I, I, I banged this guy's wife and now he wants to kill me. And he's also the head of a big street gang. So have done I don't why I'm creating this weird, like scenario. <laughs> it's like, but anyway, so. Yeah, the, those are the two cases. I I did notice that there's a lot more um flat. Like I remember a couple years ago, everybody was like standing Ginsburg. I think that's the thing I really want to talk about here is the the sudden pushback against Ginsburg the last two weeks because I mean,
1: people forget she's like fucking peak level boomer at the end of the day.
0: <laughs> like eighty two years old,
1: <laughs> something
0: like I don't know. She's she was around when like you know she's she, ageless at this point. <laughs> She's immortal. Like she's got those immortal genes. We, that they we, were talking we really about. shouldn't
1: joke about that. Actually, <laughs> she's got to hold on for a few more months.
0: Please, Ginsburg, I would, stay I would, alive. I,
1: I I know this. I know this isn't what's gonna happen, but I would love not love it because it would still be sad if, like, literally the moment that Trump is out of office, she just goes peacefully, like down to the second. <laughs>
0: Uh, just i think she i honestly she might live another 10 years but i just want her to retire if we get trump out of office that's really the big one. i word. mean that
1: would be the, the 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 probably responsible thing to do but i mean i don't know whatever.
0: by the way trump is so unpopular people like lindsey graham guys who've had their seats for like three decades or whatever not three but like two decades he's like having issues like Staying afloat in like South Carolina.
1: Yeah, well, maybe Lindsey Graham shouldn't have fucking got aboard the Trump train and stuck to his principles.
0: Fucking idiot. Well, I think they have. I think they have blackmail on them. That's that's the, that's the Lindsey Graham. Cares, blackmail you're, you're, train. you're
1: you're fucking old and probably gay. No one cares. <laughs> if I if I get to be Lindsey Graham's age and I am like in a seat of power, what? I don't care. I already I already did good. What the fuck are you gonna do to me? True. True. Like, I don't give a shit.
0: Um, back to the Ginsburg thing, right? Because Ginsburg had, like, these big stands. Like, I remember people were just like, R- the notorious RBG, and I think now people are moving from her to Sotomayor.
1: That makes some sense, I guess.
0: Well, I do think Sotomayor's m- the much more liberal justice. I think she's, I also think she's very, she's a very good writer. I think she's probably, if you have to read an opinion by her, it's probably not a bad time. Like some some justices, they their opinions are just not very well written. Some of them are, and she's she's a very well written judge. Mm. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, I do see a pushback now, whereas like three years ago, everybody was like, they even had like a movie about RBG. Man, I mean, like I think she's she's still a champion of liberal
1: causes. It's just like. Yeah. This is a narrow. Like, people are getting mad at her about these, like, very technical areas of law, like fucking easements and immigration. Like,
0: yeah, like, whether this. Like, what do you want her to do? Whether a piece of property is considered part of the Parks Department. Yeah, like. uh, (sighs) She's not as liberal as we thought, man. It's like, okay. Well, first. And here's the thing there's almost always at least. Like, like we said a couple weeks ago, there's almost never a unanimous decision. By the way, we still haven't talked about that case, the Which one where there actually was a unanimous decision this year. Which one was that? The Chris Christie case, the Bridgegate oh, case. Oh yeah,
1: that's right, that's right, that's right.
0: Like, there's almost never a unanimous decision. Like, there's almost, it's almost even if like on the best cases, it's like seven two. Yeah, was... one. Because there's always some room for dissent. And a lot of times it's almost preferable to the judges for there to be this dissent there. Like we already know you got a seven, seven vote on this. It's not, I'm going to go vote for the dissent and I get to write my own opinion on it. And I get to go ahead and kind of argue the other way. And it might create some discourse down the line. So I, I think people underrate that. Like it might be that Kagan and Sotomayor went to two on this because it's like, Kagan Kagan might agree with I mean okay uh, uh, Sotomayor or Kagan might agree with basically how I was saying it which I don't even think the we need to get I I actually didn't read their the, the dissent on this unfortunately Actually on this I, I think uh, Sotomayor was a uh, let me check cuz I think Sotomayor was actually in the uh in the majority for part of this it, This was a weird this was one of those decisions where it was like justice Roberts for part one three and one two and three and except for part four and part four was soda my air and this person so
1: yeah like some of the the, the, the things are very complicated
0: <laughs> like well need, like, like some chart. of the, some of the judges don't agree with certain parts of what yeah oh they, well,
1: they, they should put out a chart so like you can just put in a nice infographic who agrees with what yeah that'd be nice it's never gonna happen though
0: so that that was the uh, the asylum case. Let's move on because now we're uh, you know we've been talking about the you know the, the stuff going on with Black Lives Matter and the protests and we've talked about that I think, for the majority of this podcast since it's been alive. Well, it's, it's kind of been the,
1: you, the, the we came the, out at the same time. It's cool. The the, like, the 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 national spotlight is like that and coronavirus. <laughs> um.
0: So anyway, we we're talking about the police reform bills. Uh, there's two bills proposed, one by the Senate Republicans, another one by the Democrats. And the Republicans have a bill that – so I, this is the reason actually I kind of thought about this is somebody was posting something about it, and they said that the Republicans had banned no-knock warrants, which if you heard that off the street and you heard that Republicans are banning no-knock warrants, wouldn't that make you scratch your head?
1: Um, yes. But I, I would believe it, though.
0: I would not. And guess what? I was right when I didn't believe it. As nothing, Their bill does not pr- uh, does not propose banning no-knock warrants. It does not ban nor incentivizes banning of no-knock warrants. Instead, it requires reporting of no-knock warrants and it provides parameters for the reporting of no-knock warrants, including uh, disallowing reporting for open cases. So, hmm. it, on the one end, okay, they're like, and a lot of what the Republicans' bill was, was... Uh, and' we'll, we'll go into the Republicans bill because it seems to be the the more lip service in my opinion, and doesn't really do much the The things that it does do uh, are okay. like there's some things that it does it uh, it increases the penalty for falsifying police reports. it incentivizes the banning of chokeholds, which I don't think anybody's gonna do because I think chokeholds are a weird thing that I, I think and I, I think we over from like a thousand mile view up we look at the chokeholds as if that's the major problem and i think there's because I, like honestly these cops just aren't trained in how to like i remember so it was a, uh i think uh andrew gang was very much for every cop requiring to have a, a like a purple belt in jujitsu
1: i mean it's probably not a bad idea
0: no, I think that's a great idea. I think that's that's something I totally agree with. I think that's what you, you need more training on that if you're going to allow people to do something like that. And, like, listen, you need to be able to disarm people, but, you know, keeping your knee on the back of somebody's head is... Unnecessary. I mean, okay,
1: yes. in the it, dep- it depends on the context. Like, if you're, like, dealing with, like... Like, if you caught Jeffrey Dahmer, fine. <laughs> fine. If you really have to, to do it that way. But for, like, a fake 20...
0: By the way since you, you brought up Jeffrey Dahmer I just found this out like literally a week and a half ago I might have known this before but apparently There was like the Milwaukee police Had like run into Jeffrey Dahmer And then by the way this police officer Who did this got to retire after 20 years but and has had multiple Other issues but apparently like they ran Into Jeffrey Dahmer when he like one of the kids That he killed was like Escaped and had like a whole Oh yeah I had heard about this story Oh yeah, my he, god he handed
1: him Right back over
0: yeah, that's unfortunate. Somebody like reposted that recently, and then I was like, "Oh, wow, that's uh kind of screwed up." <laughs> so uh, I
1: I will give them the benefit of the doubt on that one. I don't fucking know.
0: Hmm. I I don't. I I wasn't I there in know. the '90s. Yeah. But... Yeah. But something tells me if we're having these kind of problems with cops today, they were not much better back in the 90s. Well, that's 80s. true. I, I don't know. So I don't know if I'm going to give him much deference on this. And there's, there's been a lot of – he initially got fired, then he won his job back. and We'll, we'll get more into that. We'll damn police unions. Yeah. So let's go to the, the proposed bill again for the Republicans. We'll go back to that. Um, they incentivize banning chokeholds. They, uh, they increase the criminal penalties for falsifying police reports. Uh, they do make lynching a federal crime, uh, but to be honest, the lynching one's kind of weird because it 's already a hate crime like that was one that I always thought was like I get why they're doing this I like that they're like I get that they're trying to add to this uh but like overall like it's still like it's still a hate crime it doesn't fall into the federal hate crime statutes hmm I never understood this the, this part of it because it was like I felt like this is more for performative reasons why they kept on trying to add this. Not that I think that it's wrong, but uh, I mean, uh, it can't
1: really hurt, I guess.
0: Yeah, and and now you're explicitly like I I think the purpose of because they were trying to do an anti-Lynchian statute like a month ago, and Rand Paul like kind of tried railroading it, which is yeah, that Rand Paul was against it, but
1: he's just kind of an asshole though. Like, what are you gonna do?
0: I mean, to be fair, lynching is technically illegal. It's just called murder.
1: Yeah, but, like, whatever, man.
0: But I I get why, like, listen, uh, you want to add in the, like, I guess the purpose is to be able to arrest them federally for it.
1: Whatever. If the feds want to get involved, I guess they can do
0: that. So I think that's the purpose of it, but I thought it would be under, um... Some kind of hetero- federal hate crime statute But maybe that, that just adds to the ability For them to enforce it If that's the case um, they, The rest of it's more about funding Those are the only things that were made illegal Or there was some kind of actual criminal uh, liability involved Everything else is more of Use of force of data collection uh, Incentivizing body cams uh, Like a grant program for them Uh, It does require law enforcement to retain records for 30 years. I thought that was actually one of the things I thought was good. Um, Training programs in de-escalation, a commission in establishing uh, the Black Men and Boys Commission, which is about the relationship between Black men and boys and the police, Uh, the Criminal Justice Commission, uh, law enforcement hiring and training processes, making programs to, to help educate both about law enforcement uh, practices and create a develop, develop and, na- uh, and nationally disseminated curriculum to educate uh, Program participants in the history of racism in the United States So it's a lot of like we're trying to do studies We're, we're, we're going to put some money into this And honestly there's not really much penalty to not do a lot of these things Uh, they do get rid of the, the one thing I like is that they, they attack the law enforcement consent loophole act and they incentivized, uh, adopting it as well, which is, uh, the, whoever's acting under the color of the law, knowingly engages a sexual act with an individual who's been arrested and detained by that individual or is in custody by federal law enforcement shall be fined in prison, not more than 15 years or both. Hmm. And then they also incentivize it for the states to enact that law. Basically, it makes it so that a cop can't have sex with a perpetrator who's in their custody, which this <sighs> is shockingly not against the law in a lot of states.
1: Yeah. It's also like one of those things you're kind of sad that it's a real problem.
0: Like, it is who's,
1: problem. who's doing that?
0: <laughs> a lot, apparently. Well,
1: I, I know, but it's like it, it shouldn't be. That shouldn't be a thing.
0: So... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I agree with what uh the democrats are saying where it's not going far enough, I think, especially because this doesn't even include qualified immunity, it doesn't really address no knock warrants. That's, that's that much. never
1: going to happen at the federal level, it's just
0: not. I mean, it has to happen at the federal level. That's kind of no, I mean, like,
1: qualified immunity is never going to get like past- taken away. At the federal level,
0: well, if it's Democrats win, happen. that's kind of that's the way it would happen.
1: Okay, yeah, maybe, but like again, I'm operating under the assumption that we've got four more years.
0: So, I don't know. What do you think about the Republicans' bill on that? Like, what do you think their proposed bill? I mean, you think that's enough?
1: Offensive about it, but like it's kind of well, like it's a start, I guess.
0: <laughs> the problem is, is that with the if it's a start thing is that I think the reason why Democrats are holding against that is that the nothing like a lot of what it criminalizes is like the bare minimum stuff. Like it, it really doesn't address like major issues and the rest of it is like funding for incentive programs and things that like, if they don't want to do it, well, we're kind of screwed anyway.
1: Yeah. Like I, I don't think it goes far enough. And I mean, I guess it would be a decent start. Um, but I understand why you'd hold it up because there's no reason to believe that if you called this a start, that they'd actually ever do anything else.
0: Exactly. That, well, I think that's the biggest problem with it is that there is no proof that if you did more, if you did this, there would be more. I think I agree. That's the, that's my issue with it is if you were not doing the, and, and cause everybody's going to hear it and they're going to be like, well, we didn't get qualified immunity pass. We didn't get this pass. We didn't get like, so and I think with the Democrats, it makes it an issue for the election. And I get that people are like, "Well, they're playing politics." Well, yeah, but politics is up this year, right? This is yeah, uh, like, this is an election. It's that it's, that's the that's name of the liter- game.
1: Yeah, like that's the name of the game. It's an election year. What if, like what do you fucking want?
0: <laughs> so the the Democrats' uh, Justice and Policing Act, they uh, they revise USC uh, 18 USC 242, the federal criminal police misconduct statute. Which change the current mens rea standard for willfulness may is extremely difficult to prosecute law enforcement on, uh, officers under. So they want to add knowingly or reckless disregard and reasonable and define a death resulting as any act which was there was a substantial factor contributing to the death, which is kind of like what would be the George Floyd case. Yeah. Uh, they, they address the qualified immunity rule. Uh, The problem courts have interpreted qualified immunity to bar individuals from recovering damages when law enforcement officers have violated their constitutional rights. The bill would modify section 1983 to enable individuals to recover damages when law enforcement officers violate their constitutional rights like it would, it would reduce the, uh, it would allow them to go ahead and and recover, or have an easier time recovering when their constitutional rights are violated. Because, like we said last time, you have to have almost an exact same case,
1: which is so it's so stupid. Because, like, it's kind of self defeating in that. Well, how can something become clearly established if it's not already clearly established? Like, if the case has to then be thrown out on qualified immunity grounds, but everyone agrees that it's wrong, i mean it can't be on the books because you threw it out. So, like, it it it. It's stupid. Like it's it's hard to explain qualified immunity because it's stupid and it doesn't make sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, and well, not only that, but qualified immunity is still a relatively new concept in sovereign immunity. Like That's it's the other only, thing too.
1: Don't it's only realize. like
0: fifty years old.
1: People don't realize there's no like like text to textual basis for it.
0: Well, there is. There, it's uh, there is a sli- uh, there. There is a textual basis. There's a statute for it. But, um... Yeah,
1: but the statute says that government officials will be held liable for the deprivation of any rights. Yeah. And then the Supreme Court came around and said, we're going to add any uh, clearly established rights to that. Like, you just interpreted that. Dude, like, the, the, the statute does not say clearly established. They just kind of threw that in there because they could. And like that's kind of bullshit
0: yeah so um after that they also want to do a pattern and practice investigation so problem the department of justice and civil rights division's ability to conduct pattern and practice investigations into discriminatory and unconstitutional practices has been undermined by the trump administration the the bill that they are proposing would grant power to the U.S. Uh, Department of Justice and Civil Rights Division to con- uh, conduct pattern and practice investigations and provide grants to the state attorneys to conduct conduct and pattern practices investigation. This is one of those things because I, I mentioned it last time. Is that one of the things you could do is you could have the FBI investigate and you you do uh, the DOJ goes ahead and they go into a, a, a uh, they go into some of these you know police precincts and they go oh, well, you need to change X, Y, and Z. This happened in St. Louis. This happened in Ohio. And it gets, they have to come to an agreement on some changes. Uh, The thing here is that it kind of depends on who's the president a lot of the time, right? Like it's, it happened, I think there was like 15 of them under Obama. uh, And I think like 15 of them under, like uh, about 15 of them under George Bush There's been like four of them or not. I know not even I don't think there's not even like there's not even been a third of the amount that Obama's administration did. I think there's been like one or two opened under under the current administration.
1: It's not surprising in the least.
0: Yeah. So in order to, you know, for the FBI to do these investigations to give them broader authority to do it. Um, and also to allow state attorney generals to be able to do it. Which I and give them funding to go ahead and, and conduct these practices, right? Conduct these investigations because so the one of the good things is that uh state AGs have been very prominent in getting certain laws uh before the Supreme Court because they have funding, right? They have state funding yeah, to do these they things. They have they have money, they can bankroll it. Yeah, this is why actually a lot of antitrust cases are done by the, the, the state attorney general's office, because most people who otherwise would be able to file an antitrust claim just don't have the money to, to file such. So the, you, you see a lot of the time a, attorney general's offices in each state doing it. It depends on who's the AG, but the fact that you have 50 AGs in the country filing different cases and having different things that they are, are addressing it gives you, it's one of the good thing about good things about states' rights, right? It's like one of those, like the fact that we have 50 little, you know, uh, biospheres of legal, you know, development. Is that you have 50 attorney generals that might pick like their thing that they want to attack and be able to attack it. The problem is they would only probably be able to do it with their own state government. So a lot of times it's like if you're the AG in your state, yeah, you might have, like, you know, like, we're in New Jersey, so we have Attorney General Gruel. you know, he already set out conducts and standards for the state police, and some states, actually, the, the, the Attorney General has a lot of leeway, like, New Jersey has a lot of leeway with the, how the State Police Act underneath the Attorney General. Some states don't have that. Um, I think the, the AG in New York uh, was doing a lot of the investigations for the civil rights violations during the protests in New York City. I believe it's Letitia. Is it Letitia Brown's her name?
1: That sounds right.
0: I, I posted, but it right I,
1: I could also be wrong.
0: So, I, I think that's important. That you know, like I said before, that's one of those ways of that that the federal government can step in and intervene, because uh, one of the issues with these these programs, with the with the federal government trying to change the the law regarding police reform, is. They only have like we, you know, you and I know this as attorneys. There's only like limited ways that the federal government can step in. You know, well, yeah, policing interstate is, commerce.
1: Well, policing is largely a local issue anyway, so like you can only do so much.
0: Yeah. So the you could either you know you have to either look at the necessary and proper clause, and if there's something within the the Constitution to, to follow through with that, and the one way that they've been able to do it is through the Civil Rights Act and through the the Fourteenth Amendment that's kind of the one way they've been able to attack police reform in the past you know that's why the the fbi is able to do their investigations of it but the problem is now you need to first be investigating these police departments to begin with and you know even under obama there wasn't we were only in to like what 15 of them you know we didn't break 20 i mean they
1: they can only do so much like they're yeah what, what do you want them to do there's they, they don't ha- they probably don't even have the staffing to like do it on the level that would be necessary
0: I mean they could that's an executive order issue it's if you felt like like that's why they were able to do it with St. Louis it's the problem is it has to be it has to be brought to your attention it needs to be prominent well yeah like you're not investigating every police department in the country
1: I don't know that you could there's
0: too many of them yeah so uh, they also Brought up the independent investigation issue. Uh, the problem is, state and local law enforcement agencies have historically failed to hold law enforcement officials accountable for misconduct and excessive use of force. Their bill would grant a program for state attorney generals to create an independent investigative procedure or process for law enforcement misconduct or excessive force use. That, I think, is pertinent. You need that. I don't get why this is not already a thing. We have police officers and their local DAs investigating. I'm mean, like, that creates a conflict of interest right there. Because there's no political will to
1: change it, I don't know. Like,
0: you're right. That that really is the problem. Is that, yeah, you, you know, first off, what what happens? The you know, we won't go back to the police union thing where they they help get people in office that help keep them feeling comfy, cozy. So yeah, I mean, it's
1: also like a weird thing where like the cops and prosecutors have to work together. Well,
0: that's why I think like, like an outside uh, body is important. Yeah, I also think we should there, have this through the judiciary too.
1: Yeah, there there needs to be like a separate thing that handles this because like it just doesn't make sense the way that it works now.
0: Um then they also wanted to add in the Law Enforcement Trust and Integrity Act, which uh the problem is police departments lack uniform standards to ensure adherence to best practices and community accountability. This bill would require attorney generals to create require the attorney general to create a law enforcement accredited standard or recommendation based on Obama's task force on the 21st uh, century policing. Uh, I, I guess the reason why they're pointing out Obama's uh, task force on is because I don't think Trump's had one
1: <laughs> it's just default. We got, we got to use the other one.
0: Trump's rules on this are, I'm going to ignore the problem and hope it goes away.
1: Yeah, it's, it's not a good, it's not a good
0: idea. Um, create law enforcement development programs to help develop best policing practices. The, this is Republicans did this in their bill as well. Um, studying the impact of law and rule of law or procedure allows a, a law enforcement officer to delay for an unreasonable or arbitrary me- period of amount of time to answer the questions posed by investigations of law enforcement misconduct, um, enhanced funding for pattern and practice discrimination described in section 210401 of the Violent Crime Control and Law Enforcement Act and programs managed by the DOJ Community Relations Service. So... Again, they kind of, they attack more of these standards in policing. And then they also do the same thing as the Republicans in, they want transparency through data. Um, you know, a lot of times these police officers leave or are fired by one agency and they move to another jurisdiction.
1: Yeah, that should not be allowed. I don't quite understand how that's a thing.
0: So they want to do in their bill create a federal registry of all federal state and local law enforcement officers to, that compiles misconduct complaints discipline records termination records and records of certification um, there's a uh, there's one national certification that everybody uses it's not technically I don't think it's actually um what's it called endorsed by the federal government but there's one national program that a lot of them use and there's about like forty states that use some variation of it but uh, You know, but you don't know, not every state knows when that certification is going to be taken away. So, again, uh, and they also mandate that law enforcement agencies ensure that all officers are hired or certified within the state, which I think is going to be kind of standard anyway. But
1: yeah, that would be, I mean, that would be, I would hope
0: that's already a thing. Yeah,
1: like it's like one of the things where, like, we don't already do that. Like, fuck.
0: Well, I mean, not for nothing. There's a lot of states where the requirement to be a cop is not the same as every other state. Like some states, it might be you have a high school diploma and 50 hours, you know, 50, you know. Was oh, it like- yeah,
1: yeah. Like it, it doesn't take very long. Like, okay. I mean, it doesn't take long compared to like law school to be a fucking cop. Like, Probably should. It, yeah, it probably should take a little bit longer than it does. But, you know, whatever.
0: Say, um, like, they don't. They
1: don't give us guns. Right, (laughs) most of my yo.
0: How cool would it be to be a lawyer with a gun? Like that's just like that's our jobs now. They replace all they replace all cops with lawyers. We
1: we are officers of the court. (laughs)
0: That's true. We are called officers of the court. Not generally in that regard. Like I don't get to bring a gun with me to court every day.
1: (laughs) That'd be fucking great, though. Be awesome. You know what?
0: I I think that I'm now I am now pro Second Amendment. I'm just gonna go out and get a gun. I'm gonna be like I'm gonna start arresting people. Let's do it. We're gonna make all lawyers cops. I am so into it. You know why it would never work? Have you seen, like, most of the people... Like, most people, after they get out of law school, are just, like, physically just destroyed?
1: Okay, most cops are, like, fat old white guys.
0: Yeah, after a few years. the But the rookies tend to be at least in somewhat good well, shape. Well, yeah,
1: but, like, that doesn't, that doesn't last. No, it doesn't. So the reason why they keep shooting people in the back is because they can't fucking catch up with them.
0: <laughs> um... That's actually. I
1: I think there should be stricter fitness standards for cops. Like, if you get fat, you're done. Like, leave. I think that's reasonable.
0: I'm shocked that that's not already a thing. Well, because Uh, the the, the because the
1: ones in power are the fat old guys. So like, they're not gonna fucking make that a requirement.
0: That is true. Um, so yeah. Uh, one of the the other pieces of the legislation includes the End Racial and Religious Profiling Act. I'm shocked. In 2020, we're still talking about racial profiling being a thing. I'm not. <laughs> I thought this was like already like a moot issue, and like it continues. Like we had a guy running for president three months ago who advocated for it. Like literally a year and a half ago. Like it yeah. was not. Uh, uh, so like the problem is blacks are three and a half times more likely to be arrested for selling drugs. In fact, the whites are just as likely to sell drugs, if not more likely. Um. Also two and a half times more likely to be arrested for Possessing drugs even though again same Rate as white people And it would be you know the, the bill would Prohibit federal state and local law enforcement From racial religious pro- discriminatory Practices and create a cause of action for declare, Declaratory or injunctive relief uh, It would mandate law enforcement provide Training on racial religious and discriminatory Profiling that's similar to what That part's similar but the, the, the part Above it prohibiting law Enforcement from racial profiling and creating a cause of action for declaratory or injunctive relief would be different, and that'd be relatively new. Hmm. Um, so I actually kind of like what a lot of what the Democrats want to do, you know, ban no-knock warrants in drug cases. I yeah, get some... Like,
1: I, I can't think of any real justification for no-knock warrants in drug cases. Like,
0: well, that was what? the hilarious thing, is, well, and they're mostly used in drug cases. Like, I was talking before, and somebody's like, well, what if they have a serial killer? And I'm like, they don't give up. Well, a... that, that's fine. That's yeah. okay. Well, well, here's the thing. I, I had to point out to them, like, well, what if they need to catch a serial killer? I'm like, first off, they don't use no-knock warrants against serial killers. They use them against drug dealers.
1: Yeah, like, that's not how... This person must have a very flawed understanding of how we do things.
0: No, that one was more along the lines of, I, I think it was more like a back-and-forth thing. And then, actually, they were for all the reforms. They're just... They were like, oh, well, why do you need to get rid of it for that one thing? And I'm like, well, like, what if, what, like why do you want to ban them entirely? And I'm like... Because you use them in like 1.1% of cases. Like it's not even 1%. Like how many cases are serial killers of all murderers?
1: Well, like I would argue that if you knew that a serial killer was like in a building, you you could justify doing it. Like you could just, you could just do it. Like it, there are exceptions to the Fourth Amendment. You don't need a no-knock warrant to go after a serial killer in a known place. So it really wouldn't matter. What if
0: it's their own house? <laughs> then you would get a warrant, though. and You would no, just sit outside.
1: I'm willing to bet that there's the, 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 the exigency uh, exception would apply. <laughs> I'm very certain. You know, I'm sure. It, you uh, could get away with it. Like, I, I, I am a Fourth Amendment guy at heart. I truly am. It is my favorite amendment. And I'm like, all right, that one, yeah, that'll probably fly. That's probably okay.
0: Well, and the worst case scenario is you say unless you know they have somebody, in which case you do have exigent circumstance.
1: Yeah, like that's the thing. It's like if you have it on good authority that like they're there with a victim, well, you don't need a fucking warrant. You just go do it. And if they don't, well, then like just go get a super warrant. And it's gonna take you like thirty seconds.
0: Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. Is also getting a warrant's really not that hard. Yeah, but We're not even talking yeah. about warrants. We're talking about no knock warrants, which like okay, I knocked on the door. What's he gonna do? Run away?
1: Maybe got thirty.
0: Like I have to. Our police yeah, like, s- surround the arresting. fucking place. Yeah, idiot. Like, and dude. again, like also, serial killers are not the high end qual. Like the amount of like the arrests.
1: Oh no, there's very few arrests for that.
0: Um, the other thing that they do is training on racial bias and duty to intervene. That's another one that the Republicans did. Ban on chokeholds. Like I said, they uh, uh Republicans do a little bit again they they try to incentivize banning chokeholds and cardiac uh th- this one also focuses on uh this is carotid holds guessing they meant like uh ones that uh cut off the artery That's, um, that would
1: be my assumption
0: Police exercising absolute care with everyone act, peace act. The bill would change the use of force standards for federal officers from reasonable. Can I, can I just rant about something sir. really quick? Sure.
1: What is it with fucking American lawmakers and all their bills having to have like an acronym that means something? Oh, dude. I fucking hate that. You have no idea.
0: Well, dude, it's after the 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 acts are written like like how how many Patriot Acts or uh, Americans for Freedom Act or Americans Love God Act or Americans Love the Fuck Act? Like, there's so many different. All the I acts just, are named the exact same way, and then like you're right, there's always an acronym too.
1: I just love how like they're very like. <laughs> Like, oh you have this acronym and like oh you really like people were like they're trying to squeeze the words and then they're they probably had to rewrite the bill name a couple of times to make the acronym work and like there was definitely some poor congressional staffer who had to sit in a fucking office and try to figure out an acronym for this stupid bill and like i don't give a fuck about your stupid acronyms just pass the damn bill
0: Well, you know what it is? is They're they're doing it so that people, it it becomes more palatable and you could post it like in newspapers. And it's like, we're trying to pass the Peace Act. And that's the Peace Act is so we can go ahead and. that doesn't tell me anything. I know. But like, it it makes for good TV. I don't know. (laughs) Like, maybe.
1: Like, you could take the word peace as an acronym and then like use it for like a bill that like allows murder. I'm sure I could come up with an
0: acronym. I mean, literally, the Patriot Act is basically that, like the Patriot, not that, but it's like that same concept. Well, so it's, like, it's the, it's the most unpatriotic. <laughs> no, it's like the most unpatriotic bill you could probably have, but it's called the Patriot Act. So, yeah. Oh, it must be all pro-American and freedom, yo. Mm,
1: not really. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I, I, I just had to mention, I hate fucking acronyms on non-bills. I do. Stop it. It's not <laughs> necessary. It's a waste of time.
0: Uh, oh they also have the stop militarization law enforcement act which this one i i think is good and this was not included in the republican bill which is uh, limit the use of the transfer of military grade equipment to state and local law enforcement which i think is important um and again they do more about the the body cameras they require federal uniformed police officers to wear body cameras and Marked police vehicles Problem is the federal cops are not usually the ones Who are putting their knees on the back of somebody's head No
1: like they're usually better trained And just better Just better Like they're not really the ones that have the problem
0: And then the Police Camera Act Would require state and local law enforcement To use existing federal funds To ensure use of police body cameras Again a very similar thing To what the Republicans are doing And then again they include a uh, federal crime to conspire to violate existing hate crime laws uh, for the lynching act. So uh, I listen, I think that there's nothing in the Democrats bill that is idiotic. There's nothing in there that is over the top. I think a lot of it needs to be done. It's what everybody's asking for. If you ask people about getting rid of qualified immunity, it's like it, it has a ridiculously high uh, approval rate for people who are not cops.
1: Yeah, like, that's <laughs> kind of, like, the one, that's, like, the one group that doesn't want that to happen.
0: Which, uh, yeah, I mean, like, obviously, well, no shit, like, it, <laughs> right? like,
1: if I were a cop, I would want qualified immunity, too.
0: Weird that lawyers don't get qualified immunity.
1: Yeah, but it's actually pretty hard to get, in. well, okay, I shouldn't say that. It depends on what you do.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dude, if, you do malpract- layer, if, you, if you do malpractice, if you It's pretty hard,
1: unless you, like, steal money. That's, like, the one thing that they'll get you for every time.
0: For what? Oh, getting disbarred?
1: For, yes. Yeah, for stealing money. It's like the one thing.
0: But that's not malpractice. Like you could still sue lawyers.
1: Oh yeah. Well, we 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 we, we talked a bit about malpractice last time with the with that one case. Like how like yeah, it's it's kind of hard to fuck up in like a criminal defense matter.
0: Yeah, that's why criminal lawyers have such low malpractices. Um, <laughs> foreclosure and med mal very high.
1: I was. Go- I mean, I know like anything with real estate typically got a much higher incident of
0: uh, well foreclosure of especially because there is you're, you're talking about an immediacy thing
1: yeah I can see that
0: and these are you know usually big assets of like you know hundreds of thousands of dollars
1: yeah like a, a small mistake could really destroy everything
0: and again foreclosure it's relatively immediately noticeable like within like because when you're doing a foreclosure it's either you fucked up on the proceeding or you fucked up in, you know, some other, you know, on the paperwork of it. So then you have to redo it or, or you miss out on it. So, but yeah, um, I don't know. I don't think the Republicans bill does enough. And like you said before, it, I, I know people are, are mean, like, well, you need to get somewhere. You need something. But like, if you're not necessarily at least addressing one, of, uh, I, I feel like qualified immunity like I don't get why Republicans are so much defensive of that
1: because police unions probably donate a lot to their re-election campaigns.
0: They also donate to Democrats too.
1: This is true, but that might change in the in the near future. I don't know.
0: Thank you for tuning in. Uh, You can follow the podcast at Punk Law 101 on Instagram. Uh, You can follow me at B-R-O-J-O, death is in the end of life, punch like a delicious drink. That's right, that's Brojo Death Punch. And you can follow that on all platforms. And uh, you check out the Facebook page. And uh, thank you. Uh, Thanks for tuning in. Uh, The next uh, episode, we'll probably be talking about uh, a bunch of the Supreme Court cases that are coming down. Uh, I know about five of them actually got released this week, so that'll be next week's episode. We'll be addressing all five of those cases in some form or fashion. And uh, thank you. Have a nice day.